Hello, everyone. This is Aspet Bedrosian. And this is Hovik Manucharyan. And we are doing a daily touch base with Gevis Kajian on the latest conditions during the Artsakh blockade. Gev is with the ANC in Artsakh, Nagorno-Karabakh. He lives in Stepanagerd. Today is January 13th, 2023. Hi, Gev. How are you doing? Hey, Gev. We're uh, doing well with all things considered. Glad to be on, guys. Gev, thanks for joining us again. Today is the 33rd day of the blockade, and we hear reports that the internet has been restored. Also, incidentally, today is the 33rd anniversary of the pogroms in Baku and Sumgai that happened back in 1990. Uh, let's begin with the major story, I guess, uh, related to the blockade. Is internet restored? Uh, what's going on? Uh, give us an update. Yeah, so gladly enough, the internet is back today, but that was after we were totally shut out for about 24 hours. In terms of the rolling blackouts, unfortunately, we don't see an end to sight on that for a while. We still have the rolling blackouts, both throughout Stepanagert and throughout all of Artsakh and in different regions like Martuni and Martakert. Additionally, some of the electricity that comes from the Sarsang Reservoir are having trouble with that. So there is a chance, and we'll update you guys on the coming days, that those rolling blackouts might actually get extended. So right now, it's about like two, three hours per area that they do those blackouts. There's a chance that, you know, by Sunday, we might have areas that are effective for eight hours in a day. Wow. But as that news comes in, we'll share that with you guys. And is this related? Basically, the news began about the blackouts began with the cable, the high voltage cable uh, on the Berzor corridor being damaged and uh, Armenians not being allowed access to it. Is that still the situation? Is that why there is a, there are blackouts? Yeah. So for all of the propaganda that uh, Azerbaijan spews, every time that we have a problem, whether it is because of the electricity, whether it's because of the Internet, they happened to, uh, you know, coincidentally, quote unquote, be in areas that are in Azerbaijani control that are occupied by currently by Azerbaijan. So we see no coincidence in that. All of that is systemic. Yeah. Okay, well, so let's switch to the 33rd anniversary of the pogroms in Baku and Sumgait, which essentially began the large-scale ethnic cleansing. And they were not the only steps, obviously. There's Kiyovaba, there's Magara, and so forth. I mean, pogrom after pogrom. And this is a continuation, I guess, you know, some people would say. What was the situation in Stepanakert today? Uh, what are your thoughts and reflections on this date? So, you know, it's at the same time as it's the 33rd day in our blockade, it's the 33rd anniversary of Sumgait, as you mentioned, and there's multiple parallels to, to draw. The, the most blatant one is the fact that the ethnic cleansing, the attempted genocide of the Armenian populace, three decades removed from, you know, that atrocity, still goes on today. The means might be different, where Sumgait was very violent and abrupt, and here they're trying to suffocate the population slowly. But the end goal is always the same. The end goal is to rid Armenians of where they live, of where they stand. Furthermore, I'd say that uh, we need to draw lessons from history mm -hmm. of the fact that when today Azerbaijani politicians and diplomats speak about Armenians being able to have the rights as they did before in Azerbaijan, the fact that they would be guaranteed the same rights 
as before, that's something we're not interested in because we're very well aware of what happened to the Armenians that lived in Azerbaijan during those times. The, the fact that their end goal was always to wipe us out. And we see reflections of that, you know, mm-hmm. mirrored here today in Stepanagir. If, if anything, I would say the hatred towards Armenians has been ramped up by orders of magnitude since uh, 1990, when this originally happened. There's a lot of instances, even before the 2020 war, you know, school textbooks depicting Armenians as subhuman. Uh, of course, you know, the incident uh, with Ramil Safarov and so forth. It's interesting. I was talking to Aram Orbelian today, uh, episode 202, if you want to listen to it. And I asked him, like, an innocent question of this is whether this is a genocide. Well, it is, right? Because it started with all these events. In fact, it started with even the, the Armenian genocide of 1915. You know, the, the state of Azerbaijan, in many ways, is a continuation. And, and, and the programs that Armenians had at, at that time were a continuation of the pan policy. So he was trying to sort of make a link to that, yeah. to 1990 or uh, and, and the Artsakh War. As well as to most recently, like look at the cemeteries, even the the cemeteries that fell under the occupation of uh, Azerbaijan have been completely bulldozed. Let's not forget the Juga Khashkars, you know, in in Nakhichevan that happened in the you know decade ago. So how can Armenians even consider becoming citizens of Azerbaijan and feeling safe for even a second, you know, living there? I would say, you know, to conclude, I would say that nobody here in uh, Artsakh sees that as a reality for the future, because that is not a future for Armenians. And uh, as you rightfully stated, anywhere that Azerbaijan has gained territorial control of, anywhere that Armenians didn't have territorial control of, if we're talking about Sungait, if we're today talking about Shushi and Hadrut, what is the one reality that remains intact? Anywhere that Azerbaijan has troops, anywhere that Azerbaijan controls, no Armenians live. Mm. It's as simple as that. And and that is what we're fighting for today in Artsakh, for our right to live. Okay. All right. We'll touch base tomorrow again, Gev. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, Gev.